Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. So today it's all sort of upside down. I'm going to go now straight into something that's on my heart to bring. And then because today is first fruits, then we're going to explain what our first fruits offering is all about. And then we're going to spend the next hour in praise and worship. And I'm going to encourage you during that time. I know it's a little bit strange because it's not a band playing. So we're singing to the CDs and the music and whatever else CDs. Do we still have those? Do we have anybody got to know? What are they? Downloads. I don't know, streaming, Spotify. And I know it's a little bit different, but you know what? I'm just going to encourage you because I've been told this is the better service. It's about four of you. You're not quite getting the spirit of this thing today. I've been told you're the better service, yeah? Okay. So that means when uh, the band isn't playing, but the praise and worship's going on, let's just treat it like a praise night. Amen, let's shout and dance and clap. We're certainly not standing their hands in the pockets just having a look at what's going on on the platform. Come on, we're standing while people are being prayed for and anointed with oil and we're standing for barns filled and vats overflowing. We've got over a thousand prayer cards now on the wall from the heart of this church. We're standing for every one of those to be fulfilled this year. Can I hear an amen? Amen. 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 And I was saying to the people who have been um, up here and in the overflows upstairs, you know, people have been saying it's just an incredible honour to stand with people and to pray and to believe God for breakthroughs. I don't know, perhaps you've come here today and you need an absolute supernatural intervention of God. Well, all I can present today is what the Word of God says that God sends His Word and His Word prospers where He sends it. And our job is to lay hold of the hope set before us, lay hold of what God has said to us, lay hold of the promises of God, which are all yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Lay hold of it and watch God do what only God can do. Amen? We put the seed in the ground, we pour on the water and God gives the increase. So today... It's such an important day for the life of the church, but for your own personal life. It's a day of faith. It's a day of focus. It's a day of giving. It's a day of standing with your brothers and sisters in this place. It's not just about me. I'm gonna sow my seed as we always do every year. And I'm going to believe God. I'm just going to present it to Him. God, this is it for this year. Sharon and I were out in the woods yesterday talking, just going along, talking about goals for this year. And said, well, that's it really, just that, bang, that's it. But I'm going to focus on everybody else's goals and everybody else's needs, amen? And I'd encourage you to do the same thing. Say, God, here I, here I am. As I honour you with my first fruits offering, My barns are gonna be filled, my vats are gonna overflow and we'll stand in agreement for every need, whether it's financial or family or healing or or work or business or job or education or whatever it is. But as a church today, especially in the praise time, when we're absolutely exploding in this place, 
Let's release our faith shoulder to shoulder because you don't know what people are believing for in this room. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> Last Sunday, I was up in Aberdeen. Um, been going up there every... I received there, or I helped them to receive... I don't get it. I, I helped them to receive their first fruits offering every year, have done for 15 or more years. And somebody came forwards and said, you prayed for me last year and I was going into hospital to have the operation. I had a number of cysts inside my body and they had to be removed, abscesses, whatever it was. I didn't ask all the details. And she said, I came forward last, last first fruits and I was going in to have the operation on the, I think it's the Tuesday after the first fruits. And she said, I absolutely sowed seed and I believe God. And so she said, you prayed with me. And it wasn't about me, it's everybody praying and it's great, it doesn't matter who prays for you. But she, she said, you prayed for me last year. And I went into the hospital on the Tuesday and before they did the operation, I, I said, I want another scan. And they sort of said, you don't need one because of whatever, we've got it all, here it is. You had they said, no, I want another scan. And she, she said, I want another scan. And she put her foot down and insisted, I want another scan. So they put her into the scan machine and she came out the other side and said, well, we don't understand why this one a few weeks ago had this and this one today is completely clear. But whatever happened, you can go home. She went home. Awesome. So we serve a supernatural God. And it could be that that's your experience today or it could be that you're still standing for some of the stuff that you believed for last year. Can I just say, having done all to stand, stand. Just look at someone and say, stand and keep standing. Just keep standing. It ain't over till it's over and it's not over till God's will comes to pass. Amen. Come on, can I hear an amen this morning? Today, come on, engage your faith this morning. Let the shout out in Jesus' Name. So I've just got a few things to bring. Luke chapter four, very, very powerful passage of Scripture. And we know Luke four is the first time Jesus preached after He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Luke chapter four, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah. It's who He is. To preach good news, the Gospel to the poor to preach good news, everybody say good news, news. to the poor. What is good news to the poor? It's not a trick question. What's good news to the poor? Okay, okay, because I know people get all twitchy when you start talking about abundance and whatever else, but not in Citygate, of course, but just people. What's good news to a sick person? Okay, that's really not difficult. Good news to a sick person is you don't have to be sick anymore. Amen. 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 What's good news to a depressed person? Come on, let's say it. You don't have to be depressed anymore. What's good news to... Well, let's just go for it. I haven't got time. What's good news to a poor person? You don't have to be poor anymore. You don't have to be poor anymore. Now we know that's not just financially. We know that's poor in spirit, poor in emotional stability, poor in your body. Because that word poor really means not at the place where God wants you to be. You don't have to be poor. Look at at least like, I don't know, 30 people and say, you don't have to be poor anymore. 
Go on, tell them. You don't have to be poor anymore. So many verses we could turn to, but I'm not doing a teaching on this, but aren't you glad that though He was rich, Jesus was made poor, that us through His poverty might become rich? Amen. To preach good news to the poor, He sent me to announce release to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed. I love this in the Amplified. It says, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity. To proclaim the accepted and the acceptable year of the Lord. The day when salvation and the free favours, let's say free favours. And the free favours. Aren't you glad you don't have to buy the favour of God? You don't have to buy anything from God. You don't have to pay the price for anything that Jesus has provided. He paid the price. Our job is to receive it by faith. Amen. 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 It's really important to understand this on something like a first fruits day because we are not using God like a slot machine. We're not paying for healing. We're not paying for deliverance. We're not paying to get out of debt. The price has already been paid. And I love what this says. Look at this. To proclaim the accepted, acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favours of God profusely abound. Man, I get happy reading verses like this. The free favours of God profusely abound, overflowing. Well, I pray to God today, we get in some of the overflow, amen. Amen. Then he rolled up the book, he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were gazing attentively at him. And he began to speak to them. And he said, today, today, this Scripture has been fulfilled while you are present and hearing. I reckon if we'd been there, you could have cut the atmosphere with a knife. In fact, we know that they got so upset with him, they took him up a hill to throw him off a cliff. Incredible. Why? Because those, those Scriptures are reserved for the coming of the Messiah. Nobody else could say those Scriptures are fulfilled. Because that is speaking about the Messiah being sent by God for Israel. And yet here's this man who they'd all grown up with. It was his synagogue. He'd been going for 30 years. And he stood there and said, guys, today, this is no longer a prophetic word for the future. This is a word for right now because I am the anointed one. Aren't you glad today that we don't have to look for the future of a fulfilment of a prophetic word that Jesus is the anointed one in our lives. He is the one who has come and in Him are all the promises of God that have been made available for us. 
So as we think about this today, he said something very powerful and he talked about this, this year of the Lord, the acceptable year of the Lord and the Scriptures he was speaking from are from Isaiah 61, as I said, it was the prophetic word about the coming of the Messiah. And what they said, when the Messiah comes, then there's gonna be healing and deliverance and freedom and oppression destroyed. And we could go to other Scriptures, burdens removed and yokes destroyed and the power of God available and grace and acceptance and freedom and forgiveness. But there's this one expression there, absolutely incredible. It says the acceptable year of the Lord. And that was speaking and everybody in the room would know about it, that that was what was referred to in Leviticus 25 as the year of Jubilee. And the year of Jubilee was the highlight of the lifetime of a person in Israel. Now, What is very interesting is there is no place in the Bible where it ever says they ever actually celebrated the year of Jubilee, which to me is tragic. It was clearly there, but nobody ever experienced it. Not that we know of. It was a year where all debts were cancelled. It was a year when all slaves went free. It was a year when anybody who had, who had sold anything as far as piece of land or property, it was like a 50-year lease, I mean, really, and they'd sold it and they got it back. It was a year of freedom. It was a year where they didn't have to sow into the fields because God had so abundantly blessed them that they just ate out of the overflow of the years previously. I mean, what a year. You would have thought they would have got so excited about it. You know, can you just imagine, at least in the Melfi household, only five years to go, Sharon, only five years to go. And we're in the year of Jubilee. Can, and we're there only four years, only three. Come on, it's only a few months time, Sharon. <laughs> Woo. And Jubilee's coming. And I don't know how Citygate would celebrate the year of Jubilee. I just think we'd go nuts. What a year. It only happened every 50 years. And yet, isn't it tragic that there's not one celebration of it in the Word of God? It's as if it's too good to be true. I don't know why people didn't. Perhaps they didn't want to give back stuff that they'd bought. I don't know. Could have been all sorts of things. But what I love about this is this year of the Jubilee is such a powerful thing. If you were to turn to Leviticus 25, it says, blow the trumpet. And today we're gonna blow the trumpet, not to blow your own trumpet. We're certainly not gonna do that. But we're gonna blow our trumpet today. There's something about declaring things. I know this is very common for Citygate here and we understand this stuff, what you declare, what you speak out got to declare it out. We've just had a whole month of prayer meetings that were off the chart. Just incredible presence and power of God. And so many times I've been declaring, I've been using my voice like a trumpet. It's not just about the volume, but it's about this is declaring the beginning of something. Can we declare some stuff at the beginning of this year? Amen. Can we do that? That's about nine of us. Is there anybody else going to do do that at the beginning of this year? We're going to declare some stuff which we are gonna live in the good of for the rest of the year. 
I don't know if any of you have ever seen the film, The King's Speech. Anybody seen The King's Speech? What a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film. Film that's really dear to my heart for obvious reasons. It's about the king in the United Kingdom and he had this horrendous speech problem. And he'd picked up from his father, then there was an abdication, but he'd picked up from his father really, who was so expert at giving speeches national speeches and speaking publicly. And then this king who has a speech problem can't really hold a conversation, let alone give his, you know, TV is just starting off and broadcasting. And he felt this big and he was embarrassed and, you know, everything in him was playing the victim. Look at someone say, never be a victim. Okay. But everything in him because he felt intimidated, insecure. It's like, how can I follow in the footsteps? How can I do this? So he begins to have speech therapy and you, you need to watch the film. Brilliant, brilliant film, true story. And he's just under this cloud of oppression because of intimidation and insecurity. I don't know, perhaps you've come in here today and you are under a cloud of oppression and intimidation because of your financial situation or because of your marriage or because of your family or because of your business. And there's this heavy thing, how are we ever gonna break out of this? How can we ever do this? And so this speech therapist, absolutely brilliant. He was an Aussie and, and he was sort of really being provocative to him and sort of saying, well, just give up then, just give up then, just go, you know, just be a, you know, I mean, he was basically saying, well, just be a loser then. And he was doing it to stir something, a little bit like when the lady came to Jesus and said, can I have some healing? He said, no, you're not, you're not Jewish. You're a dog. I was gonna be nice, but you said it. <laughs> And she said, yeah, but even the little dogs. You know, Jesus can be provocative. And I think He wants to provoke some stuff on the inside of us today. And there was this king and he was getting really stirred up and, you know, beginning to get angry. And this speech therapist was saying, well, just be a loser then. Just give up then. Just be somebody who just fails and is just an embarrassment to the nation. He's basically doing that. And this king was getting so stirred up and he was getting riled and he turned around and said, but I have a voice. And the guy said, yes, you do. Something happened on the inside of that king that day that said, I've got a voice. And I want to encourage you today. You have a voice. You have a voice today. In the name of Jesus, you have a a voice that can declare by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. You have a voice today that says, whatever I sow, I'm gonna reap today. You have a voice that says, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. You have a voice. Sometimes it needs to be provoked a little bit. Because otherwise, oh, but Pastor Jay, you know, it's not looking good for this year. And I'm gonna prod but I think the Holy Ghost is wanting to prod a little bit. Amen? Amen. So just, just four points about this incredible year. It was like a super Sabbath in, over in Leviticus 25. There was, they had to, it started with the blowing of the trumpet. They had to consecrate it, say this is special and that's what we're doing today. They were able to live out of the overflow of the abundance that had come before. I hope you got your catchers on today to receive some of this. Those things that have been lost were returned. Those things that have been sold were restored back. 
debts were cancelled, oppression was cancelled. It was a year of freedom in every way, like a super Sabbath. Well, four things about the year of the Jubilee. And I'm hearing this more and more. I spent time with somebody on Thursday, a pastor of a church in the area. And he said, you know what? We've declared this year to be hearing it more and more and more and more. A number of people, I was away last week in Amsterdam having a conversation with somebody and he said, you know what we're declaring this year to be a year of Jubilee. And I know we can very easily do that because we want something to happen. But you know what? Something is stirring in the Kingdom of God in 2024. Can I hear an Amen this morning? So four things. Number one, the Jubilee is here. We don't have to wait for a 50th year. Aren't you glad? See, Jesus proclaimed the start of a new age. The start of a new day. It was the gospel age. The age of the good news. And the good news about the good news is that we are free now. He said, no longer do you have to wait till tomorrow, till next week, till next year, till the 50th year. And the reason why he said that, he was saying that the Jubilee is here. But the second point he was basically saying is, I am your Jubilee. Jesus is our freedom. It's not a date, it's not a year, it's not even a place. It's a person. And we've declared this year to be a year where Jesus is seen to be exalted exalted Lord Jesus, exalted kingdom, exalted church. And as we see Him this year high and lifted up, let's see Him as our Jubilee. Jesus is our Jubilee. When we come to Jesus, He is our freedom. He is our abundance. He is our healing. He is our grace. He is our peace. He is the captain of the host of victory. It's Jesus and it's all about Jesus. And when He said, you don't have to wait for the 50th year today, this Scripture is fulfilled. That day people got angry with Him. But aren't you glad today we can be glad with that? Because He is saying, I am your freedom. The third thing, you know, today's our First Fruit Sunday, so we're gonna honour God first. That's what this is all about. I'm not gonna preach on First Fruits again. You've all had the emails, you've all seen the videos, you've all seen them, the message on, online, so we don't have to go over all the information we've been preparing for this now for weeks. So we're honouring God first. And as we honour God first, there's this, Word that really is involved in this, which is the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm not gonna to get too, too deep with us this morning, but over in Philippians chapter four, one of my favourite scriptures, it says, indeed, the Apostle Paul says, I've got everything I need, I abound, I'm full. What a great place to be. Now, just before that, he said, no matter what's going on around me, whether I'm abased or abounding, nothing moves me. I can do anything. Aren't you glad that our, our, our expression of joy and praise is not dependent on how well our day's gone? Amen. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when things go bad, I need to praise God more. That's about four of us again. 
because praise brings the victory. We're going to sing later. It just the praise time's going to explode. And there's that bit. Praise are the flood waters that the enemy drowns in. Don't you love that? Praise is the shout that brings down the walls. He said, I've got everything. Having, ref- having had from Epaphroditus the things that were sent from you, he's speaking to his partner church. And he says, a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice offering, well pleasing to God. And that word acceptable is only in the Bible four times. And it's the same word that's used for the year of Jubilee. It's saying this word, this time, this acceptable offering is this same word of the acceptable year of the Lord. It's a year of overflow. It's a year of freedom. It's a year of abundance. And he's saying, if you are giving with that on your mind, if you're giving to meet others' needs, if you're giving as a thank you to God, if you're giving in a first fruits, then the acceptable is in that. It's an acceptable offering. Of course, that means that's received by God. And how many of you know God loves a miserable giver? I mean, He loves somebody who just cries when they give. Hello. It's just like, oh, do I have to? Do I have to? You know, trying to get the kids to do the washing up. Do we have to do this? <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have walked over here, should I? Um, that wasn't pointed, Michael. Well, it might be. Do we have to do this? But when there's joy, God loves us. Cheerful giver, prompt to do it. God will not abandon or do without a cheerful, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. That's what it says in the Word of God. So as we give this acceptable offering, as we're, as we're honouring God here, it says it's well-pleasing to God. Well, you know it's got to be by faith because the only way to please God is by faith. Verse 19, you see, you can't take verse 19 on its own because it begins with the word and. And as a result of verse 18, 19 can be your experience. Amen? Amen. See, people throw around, oh, my God will supply all your needs. Yeah, if you got it in the context of verse 18. It's a bit like all things will work together for good. Well, no, you need to read that in context. It says when you pray with the Holy Ghost, everything's gonna work together for good because then you're praying with God and you know what's going on. Can't just live your life and say everything's gonna work out. And here it's really clear. And my God, come on, we know this verse, I'm sure. And my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I don't know what need you are presenting today. This is not a need-minded offering. This is a first fruits honouring God offering. Really important. Today, more than anything else, we're just honouring God. Saying, God, we love you with all our heart, our soul and our strength. We're gonna honour you as it says in Proverbs 3, with our substance, the first fruits of all of our increase. And as a result, our barns are going to be filled. As a result, our vats are going to overflow. 
I have no doubt with that at all. God's gonna do far abundantly above all we can ask or imagine according to the power of the Holy Spirit and the praying. We're gonna anoint people with oil. We're gonna pray. We're gonna prophesy. We're gonna stand with you. We're gonna believe God. But first and foremost, we're gonna honour God today. And that's our acceptable offering. And as a direct result of the acceptable offering, can I ask us to connect my faith with the acceptable year of the Lord here today? That we say, God, Jesus is my Jubilee now. And I'm connecting by faith. Haggai, we know that we were praying here on Monday on this. The gold is mine, the silver is mine. And in this greater temple with greater glory, I'm gonna give the peace, the shalom of God. Nothing missing and nothing broken. Can I hear an amen this morning? So we honour God first. And finally, as I've already alluded to, your voice is your trumpet. What's about to come out of our mouth here today? We're gonna read it. We, we go through this every year. We change it a little bit. But can I just say, everything we're saying is Scripture. Now, some of it is just direct things straight out the Bible. Other, other things are just in line with Scripture. But everything we're declaring here is straight out the Word of God for your life. Amen? So as we declare it out, this is our trumpet here today. And we're gonna declare it with confidence and with boldness, with faith. We're not gonna sort of go, that, that ain't a trumpet. I don't know what it was. Just a little. No, come on. We're gonna blow the trumpet to, um, here today by faith declaring out the Word of God over our lives and over our offering today and over each and every person who is connected here with Citygate Church. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Fantastic.